Welcome in the Game Aesthetic, episode 150. A huge milestone for the show, and we have nothing special planned for it. It's oh, business this as is usual. 150. Yeah, this is 150 today, and nothing special <laughs> for it. We've always done something special for these episodes. 50, we did 50 great games. 100, we ranked 25 consoles. We got nothing today. <laughs> I did have a project that I was lining up for 150. Didn't end up finishing it, but the project's still going to happen. Uh, it's just not going to be related to 150 anymore. Uh, and that project will be a short-form content project at our YouTube channel as well as our TikTok account. So make sure to follow both of those. Stay up to date. But I do have John in the studio with me. John, how you doing? How you feeling? Hello. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot this was 150. It was funny because you mentioned it. Like, that 150 was coming up a yep. lot. Yep. I have not paid attention to the numbers of these episodes since 100. Honestly, since like we weren't doing anything special for this episode, I borderline almost forgot when it was. Because like normally, as you know, when we have these special episodes where we get in a call together and we're planning and we're working and doing whatever we're going to do, like we're on a call for three hours talking about like, okay, where what, what's on here? What's not? Where are we putting this? Whatever. Didn't do that this time. Today is business as usual. It is what it is. No Zach, though. Business as usual. <laughs> wow. Zach might be I listening. I don't know. know. You, that you, was you, you, would <laughs> sit, you would sit it right before, and I was like, "That's, that, that's great." Uh, Zach may show up late. Uh, he does not know yet. Just work stuff. No big deal. Uh, but yeah, 150 episodes of this show. It's, man, it's been a hell of a journey. Uh, starting it back in 2020, we have a lot more journey uh, to go, and looking forward to that in the future of the show. We'll do something special for 200. Oh shit! No, we won't. Yes, we will. Nope. Yes. We will do something special for 200. I don't obviously don't know what, but we will. But we'll get there. I will talk down all ideas. No, no, no. It'll be great. It'll be great. No, I mean, I'll go ahead and say what I was going to do because it is going to happen. It's just a great decision for the brand of Sparky 3 and, and GameStatic and just bringing more eyes to the brand and the show. And I'm looking forward to it because I've already started working on it. Like, I'm over halfway done. I just have to sit down and do the recording aspect of things. Is what the original plan was 100, like GameStatic's top 150 video games of all time. And I was going to do 150 short form videos for. For it 150 days straight i was gonna upload them pre-record them everything get it uploaded it's gonna be sick i'm still doing it because i've already started it i've already recorded like all the numbers the intro the outro i've already recorded all the copy and paste stuff uh, i've already got the list almost completely done i just gotta sit down and actually work on recording all of the shorts so uh, i'm looking forward to doing that so like i said make sure to follow us at sparky3 official on tiktok or subscribe right here at the youtube channel at youtube.com forward slash sparky3 uh, for today's episode, though, uh, we will be talking about Spider-Man again. I have 100% the game, platinum, platinum it and everything. Uh, John's gotten furthest. We're going to chat about that and just do. A, I'll do an overall final review of the game. Uh, you know, since this is one of the two games this year I've actually beat. God, what a year it's been for me. Not a good one. Uh, and then I did go see Five Nights at Freddy's last night, so I will talk about that one as well. Uh, there is some stuff going on with Sony and just uh, the terminal that's happening over there, so we'll talk about that briefly and just random other things that happen throughout the week we'll touch on uh but make sure to also check out some rogue energy use their referral link down below and promo code sparky3 to get 10 percent off your order as well as go over to agent inc and pick up a jersey because we've got really sick jerseys switch and turn down oh i have it i don't have john on the screen let me fix that so let me fix let me fix that let me get old john on the screen here there we go. John's on the screen, but he doesn't have his green border. Should I fix that too? Do you want your green border? I don't. It, it, where is your green it, border? Unless you just really want to want to take care of it. Oh, <laughs> it's there not it is. Bothered me none. I found it. 
Uh, there you go. We got the green border for John. There we go. Uh, we do have Dave in the chat. What's up, Dave? How's it going, man? Dave just got a PS5 in the last couple weeks. Shout out to that. Uh, I'm still working on Spider-Man. I'm just loving it being my first one. I'm just taking my time. Wonderful game. You know, me and um, John were talking about that right before we started, that like he's kind of taking his time yeah. because he doesn't really have anything he's super excited for. Meanwhile, I 100% the fucking thing in, in like two and a half days. Yeah. But I did that mostly because I knew... I wasn't going to have a lot of time to play it outside of that week because I've been well, busy as shit this week. Well, it's also like I like I mentioned before we started. It yeah. was that usually there's a couple games yeah. out of the year that you're just like, that's that's that's, the, that's my game. That's that, it. It's like that's the one I'm guaranteed yep. to enjoy. And there's a high likelihood that I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play it. I'm just not going to stop. Yep. And uh, for that. For you this year, that was Spider-Man 2. For me, that was Ragnarok last year. Yeah. I mean, really, this year, I would also... Tears of the Kingdom fell in that category. I took a three-day weekend for that one, too. Uh, didn't beat it in a single weekend, but played it non-freaking-stop. Uh, oh, do, do, you, do you want your copy back, by the way? Are you not going to play it again? I don't know. Oh. I've... I've it, it's kind of, it's kind of been pushed to the side. I mean, you. I mean, I've got two more copies in the house. So you can hold <laughs> on to it. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold on to it it's, in it's, case you yeah, pick it, it back up. It's kind of sitting there, and it's like I may go back to it at some point. Well, I hope you do because it's really good. It's my favorite Zelda of all time now. Uh, but yeah, no Spider Man Two. Uh, well, that was an this this past weekend was awesome. Just playing yeah. that game nonstop was it, it was tough to pull away from that game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Like kind of as as we've alluded to, I've been taking my time with it. Like I'm not really in a rush for it. I'll sit down and play it for a couple hours, and then like kind of pull away from it, come back, play it the next day, or play it for a little bit longer later on in the day. Uh, because for me right now, it's just it's just enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, I have I'm solidly into uh, uh act two mm-hmm. of the game because. Uh, like you said last week, there's a very clear very moment where clear. where it where it changes. It's like, okay, yeah, we're we're tonal shift. We're yes. doing this now, and you will see the next tonal shift too. Like you will see the next swap to, to yeah. Act Three. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I'm not very far into like Act Two or yeah. something. I knew it was coming up because I was looking at my missions, and I was like, so I've done 14 main missions, and I yep, or 13 or 14 main missions, somewhere around that area. And I was mm-hmm. like, where I know Alex said there's an Act Two and an Act Three. Yep. So it's got to be the next mission. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it pretty much was. Yeah. Uh, I uh, gotta say, really enjoying the combat of Act Two. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The symbiote uh, the symbiote suits uh, Peter Man is is fucking yeah. awesome. Uh. Also, you know, I I. When I started playing this game, and then I remember back, like, in the first one, I didn't give a shit really about, like, doing any of the missions stealthily or anything. I'm actually having a lot of fun doing them kind of stealthy. Or at least yeah. doing, like, 80% of it stealthy, and then just kind of looking around and going, I can get over there, but it'd be really cool if I just, like, whip strike this guy who's in the middle of six people yep. that's kind of got to circle around him, and it's like... That's a that's a cool entrance, so I'll just go for it. See, uh, I will. In terms of the stealth, white playing the game stealthy, one thing that makes it a lot more fun is the inclusion of doing the zip lines. It's 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 a it's game so, changer, dude. It's, it's so, so much, fun. It's so much better. It's so fun. But I will say to your point, the moment I got into Act Two and got that suit, my mindset on stealth changed because I'm like you. And once I got that suit, 
and just like the aggression level felt like it changed. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just jump in. <laughs> I'll just jump in. Let's just get in there, man. Who cares? Let's jump into six of them. Let's just duke it out. Have a yeah. good time. Also, like the the way your abilities change in yeah with the symbiotes, there, it's fucking cool. Oh, it is. Like for Miles and Peter both, yeah, but for different things. Of yeah, course. it's like I haven't I, I I haven't touched Miles yet. I'm a I'm I'm all Peter right now, mm-hmm. and uh, just the way the the way the abilities kind of change to to suit like a more brutal style. Man, I I love them. Yeah, I love the way they work now. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Like once once you get into that suit, man, and just like the 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 again the tonal shift of the game, it just gets so much more aggressive. The abilities get more aggressive, and you it just I get, you don't want to play stealthy anymore. I mean, like I didn't. I was just like, all right, let's just jump in this yeah. shit. Like I just want I just want to fucking use these abilities right now. Yeah, I I will say I'm I'm like halfway through the game now, halfway through all the main stories and that. I gotta say, for the most part, I don't give a shit about this main story. Really? For the to the point that it's at for the most part, I don't care. Oh, okay. Cause see, that was one little thing I said last week that I love it. I love I, I love the main story, right? We haven't I, fucking gone anywhere with it. But so I far. was kind of unsure last week if I loved it more than the original game. That was one thing that I, I kinda had a little little iffy on. It's like there's there's cool moments throughout it, but for the most part, like I don't know. I, I for the most part, it's not, it's not grabbing me. Uh, I could, I could, I could see that changing a little bit now. But my problem, I think my problem with it has been in the first act of the game. Like half of the main missions are kind of set up points for all the side content that you can do. So it's like. Uh, like you'll get a mission that introduces you to like the cult of the flame or you'll uh, or you'll get introduced to like the uh, what's it called like the enhancing like the the plants and everything for feast oh yeah like the you, um, yeah like you like it, Emily it, May the EMF yeah the first it, it feels like almost half the main missions in the first act of the game are just used as set up to be able to introduce you to all the side content. I mean, yeah, it does. Which, like, to an extent, is like, okay, at least you're somewhat trying to meld it into the the main story here. But, I mean, the best story so far, for me, has been the the Marco story that you can complete in, like, 30 minutes. Love the Marco story. It's like the Marco portion of that story. I was... I, I I've enjoyed that so much more so far than the main story because the main story still hasn't culminated into anything. It hasn't mm-hmm. really. It's starting to narrow into okay. something. So whenever we did the show last week, where I was, I think I was just at where Venom was introduced. So even then, you know, as I said last week, I was kind of iffy on the story. Even then, so I feel your well, well, your gripe a hundred percent. It's like my main problem with it so far is it's been disjointed because it's trying to introduce you to characters yeah. and kind of teach you backstory there and introduce you to other stuff over here going on. It's like, whereas the first, like I could be wrong, but I remember the first game being much more kind of narrow. Yep. Where this one, the first act of the game is, is throwing out threads that'll start to meld together. But doing that makes it 
kind of a less cohesive story, in my opinion. So I'm, it, it does. It, it's made it to where at this point, it's like three or four different stories going on, but the main story has not been a focus. And I, it feels like it's starting to narrow into the focus. It will. And, and it's like, I understand that, but so far, I don't give a shit because it hasn't done that. <laughs> No, and and you're you're totally justified for feeling that way because like that again that is how I felt towards things because like you know if you compare uh, Spider Man one and Spider Man two directly Spider Man two blows Spider Man one out of the water in every major category that you can compare them except probably the main story I think Spider Man one potentially still has a better overall main story with that said i was actually talking to josh about it i don't know if i like spider-man 2 more i think i as of now i think i do as of now spider-man 2 i prefer over spider-man 1 but that that i feel like it's one of those things that could be a coin flip on my favorite games of all time where they could swap positions depending on my mood just because of story alone so i'm, I'm such a narrative person you true know? but then like you you would say you prefer spider-man 1 over that and then someone would hand you the controller for two i know right and you would go Oh, this just feels so good. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and that's what, you know, it's an overall, like, solid story with just an incredible freaking game. So that alone kind of carries it. Yeah. You know, I will say for, like, the all the climax stuff, the climax stuff is what really sold me of where I, you know, on the story more than anything. Because, like, the, the final fight of the game is absolutely epic i loved it so much it was obvious a million not even close a million times better than the first game the first game had a very strong emotional element with the doc ock fight right but overall the fight was i mean it was a fight you know what i mean like it wasn't like anything to write home about it was a good fight it was but it was emotionally good yeah the narratively like let's just say visually the the final fight of Spider-Man 1 is kind of like the tutorial of Spider-Man 2. Correct. As far as visually and, and how like cool it is. Yes. Whereas, but like you said, there's the big emotional tie in the, at the end yes. of the first game. See, and then for this one, this one nails it out of the park in both. It nails it out of the, out of the park with an incredible multi-step boss fight with an incredible emotional attachment to it at every, at every point that you get to. And, and that's one thing this game does well at every major boss fight is that it really draws you... The boss fights really bring you in narratively because, like, you know, there was, you know... I don't feel like it's a spoiler. I feel like anyone that watches a trailer knows this is going to happen. But, the, you know, there's a Miles boss fight with a certain character that's very narratively powerful... There's a now I, I will not I guess spoil another character that's late in the game that Peter has a fight with that like the fight itself kind of similar to the Doc Ock fight where it's like eh it's a all right fight I guess but narratively Chef's Kiss it draws you in right like that, that's the one thing this game does incredible is that it has very strong narrative fights on that back half of the game especially the main fight the number one thing though as as I say it's number one but like one of the biggest things that I loved about this game and the story and the importance of the of this certain element is i love how even though we're in the second game he's still important but he's kind of an afterthought as i love the overall narrative importance that martin lee had on this story as little as time as he had in this game he is one of the most important characters in this game and it kind of ties into the original game that like him being a basically he's he's protagonist 1b in the first game right i mean arguably protagonist 1a I mean, arguably, you know, you for, isn't the right word there. One A, one B. Protagonist. 
antagonists. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, antagonist. Uh, you I was know, like, one you're B antagonist, about Lee, right? <laughs> yeah, antagonist. Sorry. Yeah, he he was one B antag, arguably one A. You know, his importance from the first game still carries over to this game in in both ways for Miles and Peter both, and that's what I loved because like you already expected it with Miles. You expected it because of the trailer. You expected it because of the first you know hour into the game. Like you expected this. I'm, I'm over it. Like you, oh, you expected like his, you know, the Miles and, and Lee thing to be it, but the fact that it's also like he's very important to Peter's arc as well yeah. in this game. It, it, he had a great character arc and he had a great importance to the overall yeah. story. I love that. I will say I understand what you're saying as far as it's great importance to Miles and that, but man, kind of, I'm kind of over it. Uh, <laughs> as far as give as, it some time. As far as like at the point I'm at. It's just every little. It's like every time you gain control of Miles for story purposes, gotta fucking talk about Lee. Yep. Every single time so far, and I'm like, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm I'm not even going to do fucking story mission right now, man. I'm going I'm going over here to beat some, up some random like, guys. I'm going over here to beat up some random guys and collect these robo spiders. Yeah. I will say, uh, and j- this is just me knowing you as a person. I think that you will actually really like yeah. Miles's, I guess, decision on how to handle Lee. Like his exact, and I'll tell you after we're off the show because I don't want to spoil on the show. But I think knowing you, you will, you will appreciate how that art comes to a close. Just know it. So I look forward to that. It is, it is good. It is something that you would like. Uh, speaking of just something you would like, I want you. I don't know if I said this last week, but I want you to know this because there was not a single moment in this game. I thought about this because you said go beat up some random guys. There was not a single moment in this game when I was playing Black Suit Peter where I did not think about what you said before the game came out. It's like, yeah, can you just imagine these like goons just like they're just kind of chilling doing their thing, and they, this Black Suit Peter just comes in and just annihilates them and just murders them. I thought that every time because of how aggressive Peter is. Every time I thought that is <laughs> pure aggression. I'll say I haven't even I'm like. Where I'm at, he hasn't re- like he started to notice a little bit of aggression and that. Yeah, it's kind of creeping. But he's still just like, man, I feel great, right? And I'm like, yeah, fucking brutal. Yeah, let's go, let's go fucking kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man doesn't kill. Hold my beer. <laughs> Spider Man doesn't kill on top of a roof and force like use the ability where like the giant yeah arm comes flinging <laughs> out and just throws him off. It's like. Dude, we're seventy stories up. That that man's dead. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, no. You you you'll definitely start to see the aggression, I, man. Because like all the different, you know, as people call it, like the bully Parkers, you know, like you know, bully McGuire, and yeah. there's you know all of those, you know, even the ones from the uh, the nineteen uh, the nineteen nineties cartoon, the animated series, and stuff like that. Like everyone is saying, like this version of Peter, once he actually gets a little bit more aggressive. He's pretty damn aggressive. He he is pretty damn ruthless in every way. I will say that. Yeah. So it, it once it really starts to build up on that man, it is it is something to see. Yeah, it's it's one where uh, I don't know. Depending on how much time I put into it during the week, I mean, I I could beat it before next week. I don't know if I will. Yeah, that's it's yeah, just, that's fair. It's like it's a it's. Because I assume it's a fantastic game to play all at once, but it's also a great slow burn game. Yeah, see, it's it's the best of both worlds with this one. You can play it kind of how you want. Yeah, it's like because I've like 
as a slow burn, I could jump into it through like two main missions, go fly around, do some side missions and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, good, come back to it. But I am I am looking forward to continuing it and uh and ultimately beating it. Don't know if I'll go for the platinum. I might I might. Depending on I haven't done all of the side content that I have yet, or that's been available yet, so depending on how fun those are, it will determine if I end up platinuming it. It was actually a pretty easy platinum, to be honest. It really was. Um, I, I can't think of a single, like, one of the hidden ones that was actually tough. The only one that was like, this kind of sucks, because I did it after I beat the game, where all I'm kind of like, all I can really do is go hit a random crime situation. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you what this one is now, so you can go ahead and do it now while you're playing the game, is you just need to, um, uh, I think, I don't think it's hit, I think it's defeat. It might be hit. It's like hit villains with uh, symbiote abilities while you're in the symbiote surge. You know, you could probably get that done so quick just playing oh, through the game. Yeah, I've been... See, every time I win symbiote surge, I just I just wailed on them. I never used an ability, I just wailed on them. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I'm... I've mostly just been wailing on them. Yeah, start does, using abilities when you go surge mode. Does the symbiote surge increase the damage of abilities too? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so use the abilities. Because like, you know, if you're like me and you wait till after the game and you have to do that because it's like 25 enemies, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. I just have to fucking find these random crime situations, wait for the abilities to recharge. It took me like 30 minutes. And I'm just like, I could have got this done in like 10 minutes if I was just doing this throughout the main story. <laughs> Is there a max level? 60. Okay, I'm like halfway there. Yeah, 60. 60 is the max level. I don't know if they'll... They'll, they'll probably end up doing a level increase. I don't remember if they did with the DLC in, in Spider-Man 1, but I, if they, I could see them. do. I think they did. I think they did a level increase in uh, Spider-Man yeah, 1. I don't remember on that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'll, I'll, be, I'll look forward to uh, finishing the game. I'm, I, there's a decent chance I platinum it because... A lot of a lot of games like when I finish them, I look at it. Especially this one, I've been doing most of the side content as I go, uh, and then kind of doing everything that I come across. So, depending on if it looks like pretty short after that, I'll probably just knock it out. Yeah, be my second ever platinum. <laughs> and what's your first, John? <laughs> Fairy tale. <laughs> Such a random one. Oh, as soon as you, as soon as you're like, I've got one as well. I mean, my immediate guess was God of War Ragnarok. How I was wrong on that. No, ah. fairy tale. No, I thought about going for the. I'll, I might go back and do the uh, the God of War and God of War Ragnarok ones. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the fairy tale was great. <laughs> I have the game, but I've yet to play it. Picked it up on I think like Black Friday or something last year. I don't know, man. You. you there, there's a theme with us where like you get excited about a game and like you want to play it and buy it yep. and then you don't and I buy it and I really enjoy it. That was fairy tale. It's like that was fairy tale. Yep. Like uh, Digimon Survive. Well, we were both excited about Digimon Survive, but it was one of those where it's like I got really into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's probably one of your favorite games ever. Now, it's probably up there. Is it top ten? Uh, it depends on. I mean, I haven't seen all the endings. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, depends. No. Uh, but no, Spider-Man 2, absolutely incredible. Uh, one thing that I do want to shout out, because I just thought this was like, God, it's just so true. And it's almost like the same level of like, I guess almost luck as like what Horizon has had with their two games. 
But John pointed this out right before we started, where it's just like incredible game, great game, but not game of the year. And it's because and, and John's like it's probably a third placer. And you know what? You look back at 2018, and Spider Man was a third placer behind God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two, and now Spider Man Two is a third placer behind Baldur's Gate Three and Tears of the Kingdom. It's funny how that that's happened to, to Spider Man so far. And it's like I said, it's kind of like Horizon's luck. I mean, Horizon's Forbidden West came out when Elden Ring came out and was very overshadowed by that. And then Horizon Zero Dawn, I think that came out when I want to say, was it Breath of the Wild? I want to say maybe Breath of the Wild. Oh, I don't know. It was uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was also like that game has been a slow burn ever since it came out yep. where it didn't get a lot of attention. And then people over time played it. And then just kept recommending it and kept recommending it. And then over time, that game has become like a shitload of people have played it and loved it. Yeah. And it's like now a monster yeah, franchise for some. Yeah. It's, it's like and now now it's it like could potentially be it's like a staple for them. But it is it is very much like it's been a slow burn for that franchise. But in the end, very well for them. They've done very well since then. Yeah. Haven't played the games yet, but on my list. Man, I hope you do. Honestly, just go to just go to Forbidden West. I have this. I have it. Okay, yeah, just go to Forbidden West. Just do a quick little just go go watch like a recap video of the first game. Get the gist. Yeah. The I've, first I've, game I've, is great. Like if you want to go play the first game, all I gotta tell you is honestly, dude, put it on the easiest difficulty and steam on the main story because the one thing like about the main story for that game is you will get some really like holy shit level like reveals and plot twists you know and it'd be cool for you to experience that but like at the same time you could probably go get a recap and yeah. go play the same at game. the same time i don't i don't want to play for like 30 hours just for that i mean it, it, if you did on the easiest difficulty and literally streamline the main story you could probably finish it in probably like 15 yeah probably just go to the second one yeah yeah i got the second one that's that's <laughs> that's on the list yeah, it of came stuff with your ps5 didn't it yeah that's on the <laughs> list of stuff to play and uh, man, it's a it's a weird list right now. Yeah, it's a list of like dropped games, missed games, <laughs> games I just want to play. Let's see, what's my list right now? Still work now. I'm going. I'm going back to Cyberpunk uh, now that Spider Man Two is done. Oh yeah, I, I got to finish yeah. going back to that. I, one. I guess that would be my top priority since I had already like started and everything. After that, I really don't know what would be my next one. I've got so many games that I've bought this year and not finished. I don't even know where to freaking start, honestly. You know, for Spoken, Hogwarts Legacy, um, Final Fantasy 16. Ooh, I, might, I, might, I might go back to that one after Cyberpunk. That might be. It depends on how quickly I finish Cyberpunk. I got 20 days until Mario RPG and Persona 5 Tactica. So those are going to be the next ones I'm looking forward to. Yeah, but those are probably going to be fairly quick games. Man, yeah. Persona 5 Tactica might not be just because it's Persona. Persona game. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be anywhere from 5 to 150 hours. Basically. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, I still would like to go back and finish my uh, Persona 5 uh, new game plus at some point, too, which I'm going to have to buy the game now. Uh, it's now Persona 5 Royal is now leaving Game Pass. And that's where my that's where my beaten account is. So. I either just have to go finish my Switch one and then start another new game or go buy the game again for the third time. <laughs> it is what it is. But, yeah. I mean, I've got three tiers of the kingdoms, so. And that, that's how, that's at least all the same freaking console. At least with Persona 5, I would have it for th all three consoles, so at least there's a little bit of silver lining on that front. But 
Um, any other thoughts on Spider-Man 2? Uh, not particularly. Again, as, as I've said, and kind of as you reiterated, uh, great game. Unfortunate, unfortunate year that it's coming up in because, uh, as I said before the, the show started, when I was just talking to you, this is a this is a game that in in normal years would take game of the year. Yep. But but that's because it's just like it's a fucking solid game. Yeah. And, like, uh, like whatever year like uh Sekiro won game of the year, I think it could win game of the year that year for oh, example. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that's not said anything bad about Sekiro. Sekiro is a fantastic fucking game. Yeah. Maybe. It was just it was just this would be it the general populace's eyes that's the bigger game. Yeah. No, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I, I will say I am very anxiously waiting for New Game Plus because I already want to play it again. Uh, I want to play it again on the uh, Ultimate Difficulty because uh, so I beat it on whatever difficulty is the hardest that's already allowed. This, These are the only games that I will play at the hardest difficulty because they're really not that hard. And that's coming from me as a very bad gamer. Uh, they're really not that hard. So I play these on the hardest difficulty, and I've got Ultimate now, and I, I want to play New Game Plus on Ultimate, which I've seen some clips. Ultimate, don't fucking play. Like, I've seen some... Like, there was one clip I saw where uh, um, Peter was flying in to fight enemies that I cannot name, uh, and, like, Peter, you know, came in, said a little, like, quip, whatever. It's just like, I think it's time for timeout. And literally, dude, these enemies destroyed this player in three seconds like hit him pinned him down hit him hit him hit him done and it's just like i didn't even get a chance to do anything so i'm looking forward to playing ultimate it's gonna it's i'm probably gonna beat my head against the wall on that one but i mean i've beat ultimate before so hopefully i can beat yeah. it again but i will say the the whatever difficulty is the highest uh, spectacular i think i will say it is it is harder than the previous spectaculars so i i did have a little bit harder time at some things yeah i think i'm just up up playing through on whatever the Base. Most normal difficulty I think it's is like amazing. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's like friendly neighborhood. Yeah, there's friendly neighborhood, like amazing and spectacular. I think. Yeah, there might be a fourth one in there. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's like whatever would, I, whatever would constitute as like a normal difficulty is kind of just what I've been playing. Right. Because I, I, for the most part, I just kind of go through these, like games like this, and I'm like, I'm here for a good time, not a struggle time. I feel that again. This is like literally the only games I'm willing to do that for. Everything else, like even Cyberpunk, right now, I've got that shit down on a low ass difficulty, just playing, enjoying the damn game. Hey man, we're we're gonna have to get used to it. I know because there's we one gotta, big game we, that we both want. We get we get we gotta pick a game. Apparently, like, Bloodborne is we, one we, we need we, to play. We gotta pick one, and then we both gotta start playing it and actually play it, and we have to beat it. Bl- All right, so what, what? Which one do you want to do? I don't know. Bloodborne we, we, was recommended, or we can just try Elden Ring. Oh, that's gonna be fucking hard. <laughs> well, that's the point. Yeah, but that—that's a—that's a—that's a step up. All right, so Bloodborne. I don't know. We can, we can, we can talk about this later. Yeah, but no, yeah, it's just what we're talking. We'll, we'll have to figure what out. We we've got to. And the game, of course, we're alluding to is we're both very excited for Black Myth Wukong. Uh, which is a Souls-like game, and we are we've been following this game since the fucking first trailer came out in 2020. In August of 2020, and every August since we've gotten an update, and every August since has been an incredible update. And we are not, not Souls we players. Are not Souls players, <laughs> but we will have to become them for that game. Got to make it happen. <laughs> so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a time. D- Davin says Elden Ring. 
So I don't know. I you know Steve said as someone who plays the game, Steve told us to do Bloodborne. But I know obviously Elden Ring is just like super popular. So I don't know, man. We gotta figure it out. Yeah. We'll 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 coin flip or something for it later. Could always try Demon Souls too. That was a PS5 launch game. That sets your PS5 into like lawnmower mode, apparently, with how loud it gets. Yeah. So, so yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a little list or something <laughs> and run it by someone. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, all right, so next up, uh, I did go see Five Nights at Freddy's last night. Uh, so some things it's fantastically reviewed game by critic or movie by critics, by the way. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, because right now in Rotten Tomatoes, it's a twenty-five percent by the critics. I saw I saw <laughs> an article, and all I saw was like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and I, I like at the time I think it was like. 40 or something yep. and i was like and it dropped i was i was i was talking to somebody at work when i saw that article and i went you know it's gonna be one of those one of those movies that the critics fucking hate it but everyone the audience is gonna fucking love it just like mario it's literally mario all over again guys like it really is because like uh before we started the show last i checked it was 25 percent uh rotten uh on rotten tomatoes by the critics but an 89 percent certified fresh by the audience uh, so some numbers for you. Uh, it did generate $10.8 million during Thursday pre- previews alone. In comparison, Oppenheimer made $9 mil. Uh, it's estimated to earn $78 million for opening weekend, making it one of the biggest horror openings ever. Not just video game, but horror. Uh, and it did pass Mario as the biggest opening for a video game movie ever. So this thing is going. Like, this thing is taking off right now. And as... I'm not huge into to, to FNAF. I mean, like I've just started playing over the last few months. It's a fun game. I see well, the appeal. Well, what I was, they they don't do they like advertise at all that this is from like a game. Uh, in or like I, in I, any I, trailers I or has there been anything like that? To, I, I don't think so. Because I I think I, it's one of those things you're just supposed to know. I personally know several people who are not gamers, not in the gaming world. Who are excited about this movie? They, who, do they know it's a game? Uh, I think they they know that it is, but it's not something they fami- are okay. familiar with. Okay. They saw trailers and they were like, "I want to see that." Yeah. So it's it's just one of those where that could just be the case. Also, it's fantastic timing for this movie to come out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like that's that's hundred percent is get a boost from that. Oh yeah, spooky time, baby. Yeah. Spooky time, but you don't get a lot of options right now. Yeah. Now, um, okay, so I have, a, I have a lot of different opinions on this on this movie. Number one, I'll just go ahead and give the TLDR. It's a very fun movie, and anyone can enjoy it, okay? <laughs> let me, let's, hold on. I like this. Hold on. <laughs> Calm down. So let me start with this. This is a good, I think, entry point horror movie for kids or someone who's not a fan of horror. And I will say... You can definitely tell where the movie was dumbed down because I know for a hundred percent fact this movie was rated R at one point. I know that for a fact because, like, on Monday I'm taking my girlfriend and her two younger brothers to go see it, and one of the two younger brothers wasn't eighteen, and it's just like ah, we're just gonna wing it. You know, we'll see how it goes. And but they've changed the rating; it's now a PG thirteen movie. And I know they've cut a lot of content because at one point this was a three hour movie. And it ended up coming in like an hour 30. So there's a lot of cut content there. At, at, at one point, Fandango had it listed at rated R three hours at one point. Man. 
So a lot of cutness. There were they cut they must have cut some brutal shit. They did. Because, because like you cut half the damn movie like Like that? like there were tweets from Universal basically saying, like, hey, uh, probably don't want to take your kids to this. But it ultimately was changed before the movie came out because it was kind of a self-realization. There's gonna be a lot of kids coming to this movie because a lot of kids play the games. So they had to dumb it down. And they dumbed it down a lot. It's still a yeah. good it's still a good yeah, movie. Because while it is a horror game at heart, yeah. it is not like bloody horror yep, correct. That, that always ends up transitioning in the movie yes for these type of things correct um i will say with that i am going to cross my fingers aggressively that when this movie is released on like blu-ray and stuff it does come with like a director's cut or like a rated r version because the movie was done as a rated r movie it was they they changed and they cut out a lot of the gore and a lot of the blood and the brutality yeah. before i'm going to hope that we get a like snyder cut of oh, this yeah. film because like, that would be awesome they, they could re- release it and when it goes to like like dvd or go to release yep. it or something they could have the <clears throat> quote-unquote family version and then the uncut version yes um, so in, in, in terms of the films, one thing that I will say this film lacked on pretty heavily where it's like, I'm not a big FNAF fan. And even I can say that, okay, yes, this not being a pretty decent focus is kind of a letdown because of what FNAF is built on its backbone of horror and what makes it scary. The jump scares. I feel like they, they really miss the opportunity on not honing in on what FNAF is supposed to be. Cause that's its entire backbone is jump scares. That's, that's when you die in the games is from a jump scare. And the fact that we barely had any jump scares, I feel like was kind of a letdown on the film's part uh, in terms of overall story uh, with the main character starring, um, you know, the main character, Mike, which is Josh Hutchinson from like the hunger games and stuff. I feel like his overall character arc uh, was very well done. I really enjoyed his portrayal. I really enjoyed you know, his little sister, Abby's portrayal. Like I enjoyed all of the stuff outside of, of, of Freddy's pizzeria that brought us to Freddy's pizzeria. I think top to bottom, all that was great. Uh, I feel like the movie did not have enough Matthew Lillard because Matthew Lillard is fucking awesome and we could always use more of him. So him not being utilized more kind of a negative. Uh, I feel like for future films, probably will and i feel like the cutness i feel like he was probably utilized a lot more in the cut content you know um but i as top to bottom though it's a very fun movie i enjoyed every second of the film and for fnaf fans it is borderline just a perfect movie of everything that you would want because like you know like my girlfriend's a massive fnaf fan uh, fnaf fan and she was talking about it, how like the you know the different references to other games, and even like there was like this middle section of the movie that really felt almost out of place for me as an outsider. Very like tonal shift from the horror movie tone we're going for to have this random section of where it's like all happy go lucky, you know, we're building a fort, and it's just like it felt so out of place. But like the way she talked about it, like while that is kind of random, it is cor- correctly toned for the lore and for the games, because they are silly at heart as well as horror games. You know, like, in terms of FNAF fans, like, this is everything that they would want. They, they would probably want some more jump scares, sure. But, like, in terms of what they're trying to do in the, the budget they are, in, in terms of timing, I mean, when I say budget, uh, and just the, the restrictions of PG-13, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. And that was very apparent for me, because I am so thankful 
that I did not see this on like Peacock because it's, it's one of those movies that's available on streaming day one as well. And I'm so thankful I saw it in theaters because I have not had a theater experience like that since No Way Home and Endgame of where the theater was erupting at different points of the movie. And I, obviously th this is one of those situations where it's like, I'm the outside guy this time of like, you know, like I don't get the inside joke, you know, or whatever it is, or like, you know, some certain people, like there was one person that came up on screen and everyone erupted. I had no fucking idea who this was. Uh, I had to ask my, my girl, I was like, all right, who's this dude? Like uh, she said, it was the creator. The creator had a, of the games had a quick little moment in the movie. At, you know, as a part. So like, all right, dope. There was a, a YouTuber that had, I, I don't know the YouTuber. I know Markiplier was supposed to be in the film, but he was filming. Jesus his fucking Christ. <laughs> Zach just entered the studio. Scared the fuck out of both of us. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you two? We know I'm not good with noises and things that scare me. Here, I was gonna start with I heard you two when I hate yourselves playing games. What? I never said anything. I'm about still trying it. to. I'm still I, trying to get him on demonologist. <laughs> what do you mean you never said anything? You literally just said y'all are gonna play Elden Ring or something. So y'all want to hate? Oh, yourself. oh that. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's different. That, that's a different hate. That's a different. It's still hate. you wanting to hate yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that that we're doing for enjoyment later. Yes, exactly. Prep prep for later. Yeah. I mean, we can scale this. I mean, there's certain levels of hate. I mean, that's true. How you doing today? I'm alright. No. Glad glad you could make it. I wasn't yes. sure if you're gonna make it or not. I, would, no, I, wasn't I, I just no, looked fair. at the, I, I literally just looked at the time. I was like, I don't think he's coming. No. And then the, <laughs> it was like 30 seconds later. You open that door. It's, that's why it scared the shit out of me. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but no, like you know, there there were just multiple moments in this movie like, again where like the, the the theater I was in just absolutely erupted. So I mean, that that that's that's a cool feeling. Again, that is always I, nice. I haven't had that since No Way Home, and then before that was you know uh, in game. So like the, the it, those are just cool moments. It really it, it made it apparent to me. Okay, yes, this movie is fucking awesome for the community. Like this movie is fucking amazing for what they want because everyone like even when the movie ended, I'm not joking you. The entire theater erupted in applause. I'm not even kidding. When the when the wow when the credits was rolling, my theater erupted. Like everyone was. I'm talking people were standing up and just clapping, and I'm just like, wow. Okay, this really was just an incredible movie. So shout out to that. That's surprising. So it was it was a, it was an awesome experience that in that regard. I'm really happy I got to see it in theaters uh, versus just sit at home and watch it because uh, I wouldn't have got that experience. So I enjoyed the film. Like I said, it, it's a good entry point horror movie. It's two different people that here. He's like, man, I'm glad I got that experience. I'm like, I might watch this on Peacock. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh man, I got Peacock. I'll it's watch like this. that's a. It's like it, it's John's gonna situations. load that up. In his living room, turn on all the damn lights, yep. and then make sure there's hey, a camera. No, no, somewhere. hold on, hold on, John. I think this is a movie you could turn the lights off for. I think you're fine on this I, one. He's already told me it was minimal jump scares. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think John can handle this one. This one's a good entry point movie for like kids or someone who's not into horror movies that wants to try it. This is a good entry point one. This is a good gateway movie. So there you go. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I know, John. <laughs> take that how you would. It's like. Is it a horror movie for kids? I might be able to watch it. Yes, yes. No, this this one this one's for you. I'm still trying to get him to play Demonologist, though. Not working out right now. I was about to say you're gonna have a hell of a time on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying. He's trying to give me excuses <laughs> every time. Every time he's messaged me asking me so spooky games, I didn't reply to him the first time, and then I just sent him. A meme. funny picture yeah. that I found. You completely ignoring my question. <laughs> and it was the next day, and then the next day he was like, "So spooky games." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, I'm I'm gonna I'm not even gonna 
like mark that as red. I'm gonna leave that unread all day. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you did it. It said delivered all day. I'm like this son of a bitch. I know he saw that. I know he saw the push notification, and I know he's ignoring me because of the context of why I messaged him. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. You son of a bitch. Well, they, it's like it was funny because then you messaged me later asking about coming over, and I was like, oh yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I hate you. God, I hate you so much. Oh, yeah, on uh, Halloween Day, there should be a video coming out of uh, us playing Demonologist. So I guess look forward to that. It's still debatable whether John's going to be in it. We got we got we got probably a couple hours to figure that out. John, what? play Demonologist. Yep. Uh, I think the answer is probably going to be a no. But I'm gonna keep trying. Can I get you to play grounded with me? I've played grounded. Grounded's great. Without the arachnophobia. Oh on. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's here's here, here's one thing I will say about about the arachnophobia slider in grounded. Okay. It's almost worse. You've told me that before. It, it is really it, creepy it is, looking. It is very horrifying. Uh, because then sometimes. Like the smaller ones, you can't see them coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, the arachnophobia mode on grounded it does it does look pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, but they, they, they may be some blobs, but those are some creepy blobs. The game is fantastic. What about Sons of the Forest? I haven't played that. I'd be I'm, I'm interested in playing it. It's not quite horror. It's but... not. It's not. It's more. It's more creepy. Yeah. That's a start. Creepy games are okay. Horror games are I I don't like. You want to play the paranormal activity game with me? See, now he has to think about that slightly. <laughs> I don't remember if that game was supposed to be good or not. Okay, so apparently it's an absolutely incredible VR game. They did switch it where you it is now I, a non-VR you're game. You're not as well. getting him in VR. No, I know. I know. There's um, no but, fucking but way. Basically what I'm trying to say is apparently no it is a really good game. Myself. It is apparently a really good game. You put I me was obviously going to buy the non-VR version. You put but. me a VR in a horror game, I'm getting hurt. <laughs> I do want to play it in VR. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fun. Yeah. No, I would be down to play some horror games in VR. That sounds fun. We got two different definitions of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, like a very rough time of fun, but it sounds fun regardless. Come on, John. Play, play Paranormal Activity VR with me. I'll, I'll, I'll go buy a VR headset right now. Yeah, fuck no. I mean, you can play it. I'll, I'd... I'd He'll sit I'd, in the room with you. I'd watch you play it, not the screen, but I'd watch you. <laughs> Come on, man. Just put the headset on. Just go through the house. Play, have some fun. It'll be great. <laughs> no. There's, there's no fucking debate on that one either. I was about to say. Is there, is, so there is the, a debate on the, demonologists. The only way I think we would ever get John in a horror game in VR is if we did a bait and switch. Yeah. He'd be hella pissed at us. Oh, he would. <laughs> he would. Here, John, you're going to play Iron Man. Hey, you know the great thing, though? I can take that headset off. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, John, we're going to try out uh, Horizon, you know, call the mountain real quick. Paranormal activity. <laughs> Does that mean Terrible. demonologist is on the Terrible. table? We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a no. That was not a no. We still have like a couple hours or an hour, base an hour and a half, two hours to figure it out. You know, it's only fifteen dollars. But, but overall, FNAF, you enjoyed. Yeah, no, uh, like I said, I, I'd recommend checking it out. Um, you know, 
I noticed at least for us around our area, it has a very limited theater runtime. Yeah, just really disappointing. I mean, I know we're about to enter November, but come on, it's close enough. Keep keep it going. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I, this is one that I would check out in theaters while it's still swarming, you know, right now. Because, again, I had a very full theater, which I have not had, again, in a very long time. That is very surprising. Yeah, I have not seen a full theater probably, honestly, since No Way Home. Like, I've seen multiple movies this year in theaters, and I don't think any of them were anything close to being full. Especially where I go, you know, being the Tavs. Yeah. Because the Tavs still great, but not as many people go anymore, Correct. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a overall very full theater. Like my, my, my whole top row full, the row in front of me completely full. There were even people setting up in the first like three rows of theater. Damn. And I'm just like, who sets up there willingly? You have other seats you can go to. Yeah. There's, there's still other seats available. I mean, you maybe squunch, you know, you know, squish between people, but there's still other seats available. Why are you up at the front? I don't know. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, it, it was a very, it was a very, it was a very good film. Very tame. Um, but a very fun film. And it, it definitely, it, it definitely sets up for sequels. Uh, and so was it solely because I haven't looked into any of this at all? So just for my own perspective, solely on like the Fazbear uh, location, and no references to really any of the other setups. I, I'm not the best person to answer that question. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna say no based on what I know. Uh, I mean, the general setup looked to me just like the first game. Okay. Yeah, that that was the main thing. Although the game, there is one major character in the game that is from Security Breach, though. Uh, Vanessa. Uh, she is uh, oh. a very prominent character in this film, and she's apparently from Security Breach. So that was one change they had to make for the film, but made made it work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, mean, I guess I could good. see that because Security Breach is just a weird version of the first game. Yeah. Yeah. John, you want to play FNAF? No. We we know I'm not good with jump scares. I got jump scared by Zach. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I think you would have a rough time with FNAF, honestly. Yeah, there's a reason I haven't played it. Yeah, you. I think you would with the jump scares. I mean, I his best would. bet would be the FNAF RPG if you can still even get a hold of that. Which one was that one? So, oh, do you not know about this? So this was a weird thing after he did uh, FNAF 1 through 3. He wanted to try something new. Was it Pizza Sam? No, it wasn't Pizza Sim. Okay. At least I don't know if it was called Pizza Sim. I just know it was a FNAF RPG that he tried to mess with and push and just it got nothing. Okay. And so he went back to his tried and true. And I think we got Sister Location after that. Yeah, I started. No, not Sister Location 4, where it's the bed. Yeah, the, the bedroom one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Oh, yeah. No, because that one's like based on sound, whatever. And uh, I swear to God, I did not hear. I never heard a fucking thing. And they kept getting me. I was getting so mad. I had my TV up to like 100. And she was just like, you just got to listen for the breathing. I'm like, I don't hear shit. And I turn on the light. And there it is. Like right in front of me. It gets me. I'm like, God damn it. I didn't hear the breathing. So I, 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 that one made me mad. I did start playing Sister's Location last night, though. That one's pretty, that one's pretty entertaining. It's interesting. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> It's definitely a different formula versus the other ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Have not have not tried Security Breach yet. I know I know she's been playing it, but I have not uh, I have not tried Security Breach yet. So, uh, but no, I, I think that's my final thoughts on FNAF. It's a very good film. Uh, definitely recommend it. Uh, I'm, I'm very I'm very much uh, anticipating uh, like just seeing how far this thing's gonna go in the box office. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. it's already past Mario for the biggest. 
video game movie ever. It's already on its pace to be one of the biggest horror movies ever. And that's honestly kind of impressive. I know horror is still its own. It's still to this day its own niche genre. Yeah. But, you know, it, it reaching those heights for a video game movie is pretty sweet. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing where this thing is going to go in terms of uh, the box office and stuff. But Anyway, uh, Zach, what have you been up to this week? Been up to anything special? Anything notable? Um, messed with a game called uh, Another Zombie Survival Game. Is that the name of the game? Yes. Okay. Just want to, just want to make sure. <laughs> yes. It's an early access game. It's uh, it's sort of an interesting spin on the Vampire Survivors theory. Which what is that type of game called? Is that technically a bullet hell? Reverse bullet hell. Reverse bullet hell. Okay. And more or less, it's that kind of thing. And uh, zombie apocalypse. You choose your starting character and whatnot. And one of the sort of mechanics I like about it that's sort of interesting is that you have your characters have actual builds you do. So it's not like just random items that fits the world. They actually have their set of loadouts. Like the first three characters, you it's called SWAT, Tank, and Engineer. SWAT has a bunch of like military weapons. He starts with a handgun, upgrades to a uh, Uzi, and like he gets skill perks like throwing grenades, getting a helicopter strike, things like that. Mm-hmm. Tank is, I'm honestly not sure what the heck he is. He's Sort of like an apocalypse guy. He's got a shotgun, has like saw blade drones, mines, things like that. More or less, and you do these builds and whatnot. And along with it, progressing, you get items, of course, that you can pick up that spawn periodically. And you get SOS signals that spawn periodically. And what that is, is you can go to it and you can actually choose one of the other characters you have unlocked to join you and then change up your build with. You now have both those characters to build with. Or you can just let them go and just get a free level. So it makes the builds a little bit more interesting for me, at least personally, of just trying to get synergies versus, which is a little bit more controlled versus the RNG that is traditional with like Vampire Survivor and other reverse bullet hell games. Mm-hmm. And which, as I said, it's early access. It's only on point four right now. And they only have six characters available, two maps, and like five different game modes. Just like a new release? Uh, I didn't actually check whenever it originally came out. I think uh, it's been out for a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I think I've looked at this before. Yes. What was it called again? Another... An, another zombie survival game. or Yet another? Yes. Yet another zombie survivors. Uh, came out this year. Great reviews. It's fun. Yeah, 9 out of 10. It's only 10 bucks right now. Yep. I, I like the name of the, the developer. Awesome Game Studios. Yep. I... <laughs> I like that. I like that. I mean, I've been having fun with it. And uh, I mean, they are doing tweaks and whatnot because they did just do a, within last week a 0.4.2 patch, which did some balancing to allow for uh, more com- challenging for like endless runs because apparently mm-hmm. people got found a couple <clears throat> builds that on endless runs you could just get it and sit in a corner and just walk away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, a, lot of the, a lot of the games like this, like, I that are these type where you kind of yeah. make your builds and it's kind of just start firing out yeah. everything there there tends to just hit points where there's like two like, or three builds yeah where it's like vampire survivors is is one where it's like you, you basically play to a time limit and then that's it yeah and uh the reasoning is because unless you just start throwing obscene enemies and stuff at you you 
can't lose. Correct. It's like you do more damage, but the the other thing is you can't just throw more enemies at them because they have no further way to progress because they've used all their slots up. Yes. So, yeah, you kind of just hit a point where it's like, okay, I can go endless now. Or it's like, I, I, I could leave this running and come back in an hour and be perfectly fine. Yeah. So, I mean, and with the six characters they currently have in the game, so far, at least for me, each build feels significantly different to have several different synergies with characters and whatnot. Because you can max out a squad in a run with three characters. Okay. And then the, they did add new game modes recently with the 4.4 update. They have boss rush mode, which is a... So they got normal, endless, hardcore, boss rush, which is hardcore, but it's just bosses instead of spawns. Well, very few normal spawns. And then one hit mode. That's, I don't know if that sounds terrible. <laughs> Well, it's it's one of those where it's like you see that it's like you either have the reaction where you're like sounds terrible or sounds great. You and, have and, the opposite of a reaction of me. Well, the the other thing is if it's a game that you play, eventually it sounds great. Yes, and which the other thing with it is each uh, character has like progression ranks. So everyone starts at rank one. If you have them as team lead, and you it increases the rank with zombie kills, which unlocks more. Uh, either weapon upgrades or ability upgrades, which they plan on progressing more with each character, of course, and adding upgrade paths for the abilities, because right now, most of the skill abilities, once you max that out, that's it. There's no, like, upgrade progression for them currently. Because I did take a glance at the roadmap, and one of the funnest thing about these games is just the, they had a synergy, uh, make more synergies, and then ultimate synergy upgrades. Whenever, like, two or three abilities combine into one stupidly powerful one. Yeah. So, so far, I mean, pick that up this week because, as you said, it's like $10 right now. Yeah. Been having fun with that. Just a brain-dead moment. <clears throat> a lot of good sales going on right now. Honestly. Mostly on horror games. Oh, yeah. Spooky time, baby. Uh, yeah, like the Demonologist because yep. when I originally looked at it, it was like 15 bucks, and now it's like only like 10 <laughs> Oh, see, it's even cheaper, John. John. DVG. I don't know why you keep looking at me, man. Hoping for the best. Uh, I know one game series that I've been wanting to play forever that Zach's played, uh, Dark Anthology. You can buy the, yeah. the full season one for 50 bucks on Xbox and PlayStation Store right now. So, that, I mean, that's the cheapest price to get for uh, all four of them. Because trust me, I've been eyeing these for a while. Because obviously, I, um, I like my physical media. I, you know, I wanted to get them all physically. But, like, even, even with sales that was going on here recently, like, I know GameStop had some sales. Amazon had some uh, game sales and stuff. Even with sales, I was only going to be able to get all all uh, four for like ninety bucks. Yeah, like it was, it was like all four of them for fifty bucks digitally. God, I hate it, but I'm probably going to pick that up. Don't 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 nod, you, don't nod your head over there, you <laughs> son of a bitch. No 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 no. It's a horrible thing. I hate it. Oh. Uh, I picked up I uh, picked up Blair Witch. That one was cheap. Um, I still don't know if that game's good or not. I don't know either. I'll, I'll let you know when I find <laughs> out. <laughs> it came out. We were like, oh, yeah, Blair Witch is having a game randomly. It came out. It passed. Heard nothing. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if it's good. I don't know yet. <laughs> um, like like we were referencing with the Paranoctivity game, that one's on sale right now for like six bucks on PlayStation, so I was probably going to pick that one up. Uh, there was another uh, horror game that's like an indie game. It's 2D side-scroll one that is like phenomenal reviews on Steam and stuff. It's on sale, but I can't. I'm drawing a blank on it. I don't it know is. it. Burn House Road or something no like that, clue. maybe? I don't know. Never heard. Well, I know you wouldn't because you don't like horror games. I mean, we can always pick up Outlast. 
Outlast is on sale for like a dollar. So yeah. And trials. Yeah. They are on they are cheap as shit right now. I'm gonna be honest, John. I think you could play Outlast. Outlast isn't actually that bad. Oh. You don't wanna play Outlast too? Oh. Watched it. No good. Nope. Didn't like it. Hmm. That one might just be more of I wouldn't have fun with it. Yeah, I think I could see that. Because it it's it's less scary necessarily and more annoying in my mind i could say that let me go look at my wish list because i recently put some that's why you can do trials you can just hang out on the back while we die uh fears of fears to fathom iron bark outlook lookout that's one that that i was looking at too that's a cheap little six dollar game yeah i don't know this this dude just all he he gets on like it just came out or playstation or something and he just scrolls through horror games and adds them to a wish list (laughs) i I do yes (laughs) Yeah, I, I 100% do. No, the fears to fathom. I saw that one on uh, TikTok. Someone playing it. I thought it looked pretty interesting. You're you're like a park ranger that's kind of scouting the area, making sure everything's kind of normal, you know. And off in the distance, you see like some like cult fire going on, and you kind of zoom in. You're kind of t- trying to check it out. And you take a photo of it, and from like God knows how many miles away, you see everyone at the cult all turn and look at you when you're in this tower, like miles, like however many miles away, and you're just like, oh fuck, oh fuck. And they all they all start coming out there. But the fascinating thing about the game though is you have to play it with a mic. Because like when they're around, like if you make noise in your mic, they will find you and you lose. So I thought that was really cool. So I wanted to try it out. It's like eight bucks, like six bucks right now on Steam. So you can check it out. Shout out to them. But lots of lots of good sales right now on horror games. So great time to pick up some horror games, John. If you see a fire with a cult in the distance, why would you? Why would you do anything that could possibly because draw attention? They are staking your territory. You have to prove your dominance. You're a park ranger. This is just a job. <laughs> I mean, true. but it's a game, man. So as far as I'm concerned, I could be John Wick, the park ranger. Yeah, that's never the case. They don't. They, you you never you never get to go in guns blazing and be like, yeah, fucking come after me, cult. It's always. I'm running for my life now because this cult's going to catch me and kill me. Yep. I mean, you get to have that moment sometimes in Resident Evil. Yeah, true. No, there was uh, there there's some other games that uh, I want to pick up, just like little ones like uh, I'm on uh, Observation Duty uh, Duty 6. That's one that came out a couple months ago. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I, I, again, this is a, a TikTok clip that I thought was pretty funny, where it's like the, you know they were coming after the guy, whatever, and it's going through the step by step. It's like, yeah. did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? You know, so you wouldn't get get got right. And the, you know, the guy playing, you know, the streamer, or whatever, he was so he's like, hell yeah, turn them lights off. Hell yeah, lock the doors. Hell yeah, close the windows. And it's like, did you hide the knives? He's like. Hide the. Why would I even think of that? <laughs> and then he immediately dies. <laughs> so I, th- that's another one that I want to check out. So I don't know. I'm, it's just that time of year, man. I'm just in a horror mood. Okay. Well, I, I have gotten really into horror games of the last year. I will say that. Yeah, because didn't you used to also be sort of in the same camp as John for a while? Not as aggressive as John, but yeah, I was definitely in that same boat. Where it's like I'd rather not play a horror game, you know, because it's different than watching a movie, you know, because with the game you're in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's this is you that this is happening to. You your decisions can choose if you live or die versus watching idiots do it on a movie. But like I don't know, just something clicked last year. You and me need to at some point do a playthrough or I mean more watching since uh, of the original fear. All right. I I'm I'm fine with that. Sounds fun. I've never never played fear. The original fear is such more of a horror game than it is a shooter cuz fear 2 and 3 just become shooters. Yeah. No, cuz wasn't fear the game 
that you beat and then it almost deterred you from playing Bioshock? Yes. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Just because of their <laughs> ambience and, and which I'd be curious to go back to Fear Now because I'm not sure how well it's aged, to be honest. That'd be a great question. I'm very curious to see how much that thing has aged. Because again, I never think, played it. It came out back on was it Xbox or 360? That was 360. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while. So I would be kind of curious to see how well that has aged. But you know, I'd be down for that. That'd be fun. Never played it. I'd love to see what happens. See if it's as horrifying as I've heard it out to be. Mostly from you. I don't hear a lot of people talk about it, but you know, either way. Uh, boys, anything else we really want to chat about here today? I don't got much. No, not unless you want to do a watch along with that other game I currently have sitting in my library. Which one is that? The one I showed you, which I'm honestly not sure. Oh if it, my God. I'm that. not sure if it's in English. I've got to be honest. Have you not tried it yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that game. What was it called again? Uh, but 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 um. Yes. Okay. Yes. I can't remember. It's something love in the air. I think. I'll show you. I'll face. show you after stream, John. <laughs> this is this is one of those things I saw. With yeah, I could do something with this. This is like the same sort of game, like getting like, over it for John, where he's just like, I could do this. <laughs> I, 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 like I'm like thinking it's gonna be some weird name or that, and he's like, love in the air. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's so far left field of where, where, where my mind was at. It's because you can never be sure what the hell I got cooking, John. That's true. I mean, man, you, you, you play some random ass games. Because like, that's the one thing I admire about you, man, is that you'll just get on Steam or on whatever store and you'll just see something. And if it's just like the slightest bit of, of like interest to you, you're like, sure, why not? Take pretty oh, much. I'll, I'll try it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do pretty it. Pretty much. And I see, I can't I can't pull the trigger to do that. So I I admire the hell out of you for see, that one. Meanwhile, I I kind of just put a bunch of stuff on my wish list or like watch list or something. Yeah. And then I see him buy it and I just ask him about it. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> happens a lot on this show. <laughs> By the way, how was this? I've had that on my, my my list for a while. That happens a lot. So, uh, but no, if we got nothing else. I'll start running through the weekly wrap up. Right. All right. So the first thing. Uh, and I did advertise this for the title of the show, is uh, there are some PlayStation Eternal issues that are pretty interesting, so I wanted to shout them out. The TLDR is higher-ups at Sony fucking with PlayStation. That's that's the basis of what we're dealing with here. Uh, so all the info is coming from David Jaffe. Or There was another way that I heard someone pronounce it, but the most common way I've heard everyone pronounce it is Jaffe, but it might be another way. Um, who is receiving info from two different individuals within PlayStation. So here recently, like like within the last week, uh, Connie Booth, she was the head of production. Uh, she has reportedly left Sony after 34 years. She was actually fired. She did not leave Sony. There was no grand fel- uh, farewell tour or anything. Uh, she did just straight up get canned. With all this, found out that apparently Sean Layton was escorted from property when he was fired. I, I did not know that. that Damn. Was, yeah, that was interesting to find out. He didn't. He did not leave on his own terms, and he did not even get a day to leave. Connie at least got a day, but that, that is very fascinating on that regard. Uh, apparently, Jim Ryan has told all studios that games as service uh, is the main focus, saying that it's the future. We've already kind of seen that from them. I mean, there was a report I think earlier this year or last year saying that by the time like 2026 was going to come around, they would have like 10 plus live service games. Uh, I will say, as we were doing this show, I saw an article come out from an hour ago 
that now because of everything coming out, which this kind of tells me that all this stuff that David's saying could be true, uh, is now Sony is reportedly backscaling on their games of service uh, thing. So that, that's pretty interesting to hear that now after everything that's come out. Uh, like the current products has been 60% games of the service and 40% single player experiences. Uh, apparently last of us factions has been, uh, iced that I thought was also very interesting. Uh, you know, with a, with a big IP of last of us for Sony and PlayStation, uh, this being like, um, a closing thing for uh, summer game fest. What, uh, last year, 2022. I believe so. Uh, and now to hear that the game has been completely like iced, like it, you know, it's just been kind of tossed around in terms of like general production ideas. Cause uh, apparently naughty dog didn't want to fucking make it. They just wanted to focus on like, you know, getting ready for a part three or whatever they want to do, but they were forced to, Hey, like, Hey, you had a multiplayer in the first game. You should make a live service game. Uh, but now it's apparently on ice, which has was apparently the final straw for a lot of other PlayStation studios uh, who, you know, did not believe it should have been put on ice that were already just upset about the games of the service future. Uh, and Sony apparently blamed Connie for the reaction from all the studios since she was the hem- uh, head of production, which led to her firing. Uh, Herman Hulse is apparently in favor of cutting all Japanese studios as well. It's so like Sony Japan, Team Asobi, and stuff like that. So I thought that was actually pretty in- interesting. Uh, the general vibe I've kind of gotten from this whole thing is that Herman is a complete asshat. That's the vibe I've gotten, which is all right. That's kind of disappointing to hear. You know, you know, he founded Gorilla. I love Horizon and stuff, but apparently he is a massive asshole since he got into the uh, whatever role he's at with. He's head of, I think, PlayStation Studios. I count. I think that's his official title. Oof. Uh, so he's just apparently a massive asset. Uh, and then also just to back all this up, just you know, again, you know, they've already confirmed that they were going to have ten plus live service games by 2026, and they let they lean on Bungie and Haven uh, for the live service. Uh, plus, there's already you know been a lot of reports uh, that first party studios within PlayStation are being pissed that they're being forced to create these. Uh, and I know when it comes to the last of us factions, uh, Bungie was the one that said, no, this is, this is not a product you want to release. Send it back, you know, keep working on it, put it on ice. Apparently that apparently Bungie as like uh, Bungie being the, the number one, when it comes to who they're going to for opinions on the live service stuff and Haven being two, Bungie was the one that said, no, nope, this is not going to be good. Then there was other higher ups that just made the decision. All right, let's just ice it completely. So a lot of interesting things happening at PlayStation right now, especially with Jim Ryan on his way out the door, which I can't help but to think, is he out the door for more reasons than he, than he let on? You know what I mean? I, I can't help but to think that. Plus, he also, also probably is on his way out the door because he's just like, fuck, man, I lost the Activision Blizzard thing. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Fuck probably. This. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. I'm done. Um, but on the other side, everything's going well at uh, Xbox, though. Uh, Matt Booty is now the president of Game Content and Studios and Sarah Bond is now the president of Xbox. She has continuously climbed the ranks. Uh, she's usually in almost like every major presentation. Uh, she's at a lot of meetings, a lot of events, along with Phil Spencer and stuff. You know, I don't know. One thing I saw some people point out is that it almost feels like she's kind of being poised to take Phil Spencer's spot. Which you know? that wouldn't surprise me at this point. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't either. You know, because you know Phil's going to be out, out his way out the door. I, I don't know. Maybe by the time the, the next system launch, maybe. And then he just does what Reggie does and make appearances every now and again. Yeah, basically. Shout out to Reggie. Absolute legend. Um, There was an Xbox uh, partner showcase that happened this week. Didn't know about that. Didn't. Yeah. I never heard anything. I did see the Like a Dragon stuff, but besides that, nah. Yeah. See, um, I I saw the announcement go up. I think Sunday is when the announcement went up that it was happening. Forgot all about it until I got on Twitter. I saw everyone raving about uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta 
because you got to see gameplay, yeah. which gameplay was pre-alpha, and it looked really good for pre-alpha. Um, but yeah, there was a showcase. A lot of Like a Dragon stuff. Zach, do you want to go through that? I left it for you. I mean, I can, I guess. Yeah, yeah let's go through Like a Dragon stuff. So, more or less, with Like a Dragon games, it's going to have a bunch of weird mini games we're going to be unsure about till we get to it and fall in love with. Accurate. Because <laughs> apparently we're going to have an Animal Crossing mode um, called Dundoko Island. Yep. Which they didn't really go a whole lot into. It just showed a couple things from it. But yeah. I mean, animal calling Animal Crossing is not terribly wrong at this point. No, from what we know it's really not. <laughs> um, it's going to be primarily set in Hawaii, but there is going to be more locations in addition to Hawaii. As we already knew, it's going to be in both Ichiban and Kiryu, which I'm still not sure how I feel about white-haired Kiryu. It just looks weird to me. It, it it looks weird to me, and I'm not a I'm not really a person who's played the games the series yeah right. also improvements to combat you can now move before choosing command aim attacks and do a lot more uh small minor stuff which is so much more helpful I okay mean, so that that's a, like literally that single line there is why i wanted you to read through the news because i didn't know how big of a deal that was as someone who's never played the games so <laughs> so more or less in like a dragon specifically whereas the rpg setup more or less they have it where um, weirdly enough, they just meet in the street and then they sort of just walk around uncontrolled. You can't really control the movements or anything. So mm. uh, positioning for some stuff was sort of weird and things like that. You sort of just had to run with it. Right. Which it wasn't a big concern because most stuff fit however you wanted it to. But being able to move around and do th and minor details for more strategic positioning things would have made things so much better. Mm. Um, so... From what it looks like, it's a lot of some major improvements, some minor improvements, which overall should be a nice little overhaul and everything, which should okay. make the combat feel more um, action-oriented instead of just traditional RPG, which was sort of the joke that was the other one. It was sort of that traditional RPG where they just sort of stand there <laughs> and smack each other. Right. Okay, well, they also point out that the other character, he can use real-time combat. So I was like, is that going to feel clashing? Because like, I thought that was kind of interesting, too. It's just going to depend on how they set it up. Okay. Because if Kiryu's still using real-time, I mean, um, it just depends on if it's just Kiryu who can do that. I or? believe so. Yeah, okay. I think so. That was the gist that I got. Because it specified him. I mean, <laughs> they did that, but at the same time, I was thinking, it was like... <clears throat> Maybe they're just specifying Kiryu, or it's going to because it is focused on both of them. So I don't know if it's going to be like a switch thing mm -hmm. where you can switch to Kiryu and do the real time combat, or you switch each upon and do the RPG stuff. Mm -hmm. Or if it's going to be sort of like split past, you have Kiryu some chapters, each upon other chapters. So it's just going to be a matter of how they're going to integrate it together. Oh, okay. And with Like a Dragon, it could be very ridiculous and somehow work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. Uh, hmm? I'm not sure if if this is, or if, if this is accurate, but I think, in like I saw a clip, of like. Uh, it may have been from this that I just didn't realize was from this at the time. Uh, Probably was. That was me. <laughs> but I think I saw a clip of like Kiryu. Like going through the combat and that and it seemed like he's the like in the combat encounter he's the only one moving in action combat 
And here's the thing. And everyone else is still in turn-based. <laughs> here's the thing with it. Because I only saw articles. I didn't actually watch the video. That very much could be it. And the whole joke being that that's how Kiryu's only spot. So they're going to make some stupid joke of him going, why is everyone standing still? What the fuck are you guys doing? Because <laughs> yeah, I, 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 saw, I saw the clip of him like just in the middle, like everyone kind of standing there and then him just moving forward, throwing, throwing fists. <laughs> and it, it's one of those where I'm like, I don't know if they're still in turn-based combat waiting on their turn or if they're just going simultaneously while he's beating the shit out of them. And which, again, that's just going to be a thing as we see more content and actually get see how people react because that very much could be the system and I would not be surprised yeah. in all honesty. Yeah, it'd just be... It's like, okay, uh, here you, you're up. All right, see you. Because <laughs> <laughs> literally it could just be like everyone else gets stuck in Ichiban's weird imaginary fight world that he can do. And then Kiryu's just like, the hell's going on? Because yeah. that, that, that was the whole joke in, in Like a Dragon, which was just, that's the way, that's just the way Ichiban... Pictures like, fights. That, that's the way he imagines fighting happening, is yes. people taking turns hitting each other. Correct. Because that's literally the whole basis of it. So in actuality, they're actually fighting like Kiryu does. But for each of us, he pictures it as yeah. a turn-based battle. But yeah, it's like and since, I did not know that. That's since, awesome. And, and, yeah, but since you would have both of them there, yeah, if they're both in the same, like if they're both there, it would make sense that they're just like, well, yeah, Ichiban sees it this way, but Kiryu has always seen it this way, so both. Yes. Correct. <laughs> in which that's very much could be the system, and I'm going to be love. However, they're going to explain this, right? Because. They're always great at any other games to just be in any like weird niche. They're like, yeah, there's a reason for it. <laughs> like in uh, Ishin, like the damn item pots that just scattered around like treasure chests where you can get items. Just like, oh yeah, that's just helpful pots. That's where people put stuff that they don't need anymore for in case someone else needs it. So yeah, just check the pots every now. There's people just push, put shit in there. Yeah. <laughs> so and then. New and old party members from Yakuza games coming back for this one, which will be fun. New and returning jobs from Yakuza 7. Um, I mean, the jobs are jobs. I'm sort of always been on the fence about the jobs, to be my personal fair. And then just a lot of other content with a new Like a Dragon game coming out. So. Yeah, they uh, they really stressed in this whole thing. There's just a lot of fucking content in this game, In which there's always <laughs> tons of content. Yeah, like I've seen a lot. The, the general reaction that I've seen from a lot of people on Twitter that's, that's played the games and stuff is like with everything they're adding, like this game is shaping up to be an absolutely incredible fucking JRPG. That's the vibe everyone's got. Such a weird series to be JRPG. But here we are. <laughs> so overall good shit there. That's coming out in January. Uh, you've got a, you've got a, quite the lineup in uh, January and February. There was a, I was looking at the game release calendar, and I, I noticed there was a couple of games. January reminds me. Power World Technical Network Test is coming yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, Power World is set for January. Uh, you have your game, uh, Like a Dragon, in January. There was another game in February that I knew you were going to... Oh, Persona 3. That's what it was. Persona 3. Reloaded. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you, you've got a fucking period those first two months, man. So, that's going to be fun. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, next up for the partner showcase, like I said, there was the Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater gameplay. Uh, it looked really good, especially for pre-alpha. Also, um, shout out the Metal Metal Gear uh, collection that just released that has yep. the first three games. Yep. Um, Alan Wake Two got some focus on that one. That's being you know reviewed extremely well right now. Uh, could be a game of the year nominee. We'll see. Uh, I mean, this year's loaded with them. Uh, got to look at Ark Survival Ascended. Shout out to that. Which apparently runs like shit. Yeah. Uh, Maynard Lords. Got to look at that. Um, Robocop Rogue City. That apparently has a demo out. Did not know that. Yes. Did not know it had a demo. That's coming out, I think, next month. So that's one that I've kind of had my eye on. I'm not a Robocop fan. It was just kind of a thing that existed. Yes. I remember it. I had a toy of it when I was a kid. <laughs> That's about all I can tell you. Uh, but uh, I don't know. The game looks kind of entertaining, but at the same time, it just looks like, all right, what the hell are these like? What are, what are they going to do to me? They, they're, they're sitting there. They're attempting to shoot me. and I'm just walking through, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Still Wakes the Deep. Got to look at that. Uh, Dungeons of Hinterberg. Uh, Spirit of the North 2. Uh, the Finals, which Woo! open beta right now. Uh, and Wait, then, it has open beta right now? Yeah, open beta is live right now. Fuck! Yep. I just uninstalled it. I got to reinstall it. That's a fun game. Yep. And then uh, Akaria will not die. Got another look at that. We got to look at that too. I don't know if that was another look or reveal, but yeah, the finals open beta and that is going on right now from what I saw. Yeah, I got to re-download that then. Is that, your, is that your one with all the destructible environment? Yes. Okay. It's an extraction game type, yep. but it's the one that has like the tournament brackets because it's yeah. done up like a eSport. I might check that out with you. Yeah. Yes, please. It's such so much fun because it has the different body sizes, the normal... Small and then bulldozer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that one I'll probably check out with you. Because, yeah, it's so fun because when I was playing, I did not find anything that I could not destroy. <laughs> That's pretty So sick. maps can be completely leveled. Nice. Nice. Um, all right, so next week we do have BlizzCon. The only reason I even wanted to put that on here because I thought it was kind of like interesting that this will be the first BlizzCon is them owned by Xbox uh, there will be. Uh, there was key reveals teased for the two-hour opening ceremony. Tom I will Howard not, shows up. I will not be watching it, but we'll be seeing what the reveals are. So, uh, let's see. Capcom announced they're working on a new game engine right now, titled uh, REX Engine. Uh, so the RE engine is officially being put to put to retirement. So shout out to that. We're getting a, a new fancy engine from Capcom. RE Engine has run phenomenal, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with the REX. Uh, they also confirmed they still plan to uh, release a major unannounced title. They expect to sell millions of copies by March 2024. Uh, Monster Hunter 20th is next March, so maybe it's Monster Hunter. We'll see. <laughs> it's probably, like, my mind immediately goes to the next Monster Hunter because yep. we've had our time. It's like Monster Hunter, what was it called? The Rise. Rise, yeah. It's it's had its time where it moved to PC consoles now. Yep. Sunbreak is out on on all these on the other platforms now yep it's it's time yep i can only ever hope that it's one of the older titles like dino crisis i don't know if that'd sell millions of copies i don't think it would but <laughs> i can always hope monster hunter would yeah play the shit out of it or yeah. it's just a shadow drop of silent hill one remastered oh yeah no i mean it probably will be monster hunter uh just, when are we gonna get the announcement that's gonna be the big question uh, this is really random. Saw this. Thought this was kind of weird. Uh, Xbox Series S price increases to about 700 US dollars in Brazil, um, whatever the Brazilian currency is called, but it equates about 700 uh, USD. Uh, but meanwhile, the Series X still remains at its normal price. 
that's just really what and the thing is like even xbox kind of already pre-announced like hey we're going to be sending some price increases you know to like brazil and stuff it's just like all right but a seven it's seven hundred dollars essentially for a series s i don't uh, know yeah why would you be doing that when you're currently like trying to phase that console out yeah see i, I don't know that was that was, that was if, why if, just brazil why do you if, hate brazil i was gonna say if anything they should be like almost lowering the price just to get rid of the stock right so, I don't know. Well, that was, that was, that was strange. Uh, Insomniac officially confirms that the upcoming game Wolverine does take place in the same universe as Spider-Man, which is Earth 1048. You know, I was actually talking to Josh about this. Honestly, I'm not a, I'm actually not a big fan that we've gotten, like, all of, like, the little, like, Easter eggs with buildings or whatever with all the other heroes and stuff, because it's just, like, I understand that, like, you know, in a lot of comics and stuff, like, all the heroes kind of exist and do their own thing, you know? Yeah. But, like, if we've already well-established that, like, all these heroes are here, and, like, even in Spider-Man 2, we well-established that one particular character... I think I, sh- I think I shot him out last week, so I guess I can still... Wong, you know, he sent a little note. Yeah. You know, he made an appearance. Like, he is back in the city. And you're telling me nobody shows up at that endgame... Because that end game, I'm telling you guys, that's how any comic book I know, series goes. I'm aware, but like if if we're they gonna, look at it and go, the kids got it. Basically, but they, they look at it and they either go, the kids got it, or they had to go, they had to go to the other side of town for something else and deal and deal with their own world ending yeah, disaster. Just, just because Spider-Man, they're not bitching, look, they're hey, not bitching when Spider Man's not there, when hey, Rajah Ghoul's about to rip hey, the fucking hey, earth hey, out of the. Yeah, just because Spider-Man's fighting his villain on that side of the city doesn't mean someone else is fighting their villain on the other side of the city. Okay, well, listen, there are some villains that I can, I mean, some heroes I can slightly understand not being there, like the Avengers. They might be in fucking space right now taking care of something. But the game has now shown that the Fantastic Four is in town. For God's sake, Daredevil's in town, and you know he's not going anywhere. Why isn't he helping? Because I'm what telling you, you expect him to do? Fight? I'm telling you guys, like once you like once you get to like the the climax stuff I'm talking about, I'm telling you, it's like an Avengers level threat. Yeah. So where is the Avengers? Yeah. Where's so the what's other Daredevil hero? gonna do? Fight? It's a dude. <laughs> a very skillful dude. Yeah, but he's a dude. A very skillful dude. He's just like he, he he's over there. Going, I got court. You yeah. got it, kid. Yeah. It's like basically he, he hears what's going on and he goes, "I'm gonna prep for this case." Look, listen. I, exactly. <laughs> listen, I understand that's how things go in the comics yeah, and shit. But of, at the same time, this like, look, I and I some like of, like some of these guys. They see it going down, and they just look up and go, "Not tonight, man." Yeah. Look, all right. I'm just saying this one felt like an Avengers level threat. All right, that's all I'm saying. I can slightly understand no one showing up for the first one, but this one is pretty fucking massive all right so i'm just saying so there's a lot there's a little part of me where i would rather them just not be in the game at all if they're just never going to appear i i I will it's like the little dialogue things every now and then little quips where they mention like avengers yeah yeah. i got no problem with shit like that the towers and shit being there i i'll fucking never notice them right it's like i'm i'm never gonna look at a tower and go oh it's that tower i'm like ooh, big tower swing from yeah I will say, uh, I, when I was, I was talking to Josh about like, kind of like my thoughts on like where the game's going to go, I did predict that I think in Spider-Man 3, um, we will finally see someone else of in the Marvel Universe, whether it be like a Daredevil, 
one of the Fantastic Four and even one Avenger. I feel like my thought on that was already confirmed, and my thought was Daredevil is going to appear because like I thought it was really strange that they made sure to include, I don't know if it was in Spider-Man 1 or Miles, one of the two. You could find his law firm, right? And you could you would see like an eviction notice on the door. And now in this game, his law firm is closed. So I, like the way I point out to Josh is like, why take the time to do that unless you have plans for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and recently someone with IGN interviewed the directors and he even, he even flat out said, oh yeah, good catch finding that we took a uh, sign off. Might be for, for some future content. We'll see. And I'm just like, all right. Uh, so yeah, Daredevil's going to appear at some point. That's cool, I guess. That or it's just a cool little nod for you nerds looking for it. Basically, which that was that's, that would definitely be me. You know, but anyway. <laughs> and then just Drax shows up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just Drax shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, sp- still talking about superheroes. Uh, in Bar- uh, Batman Arkham Knight, they added... <laughs> in Barkham. Barkham. Uh, in Batman Arkham Knight, uh, they added... Then removed uh, Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman suit. This was really random, out of nowhere. This game's like 10 years old. Yep. Has an updates in forever. And out of nowhere, s- s- very specifically, on the Epic Game Store version of the game, they added this suit and then removed it. So maybe something to come. Maybe they'll get added to all games. I don't know. Because I know like the collection's coming out soon for the or Switch. So new Batman game. Might be new Batman game, too. But Focusing on Robert Patterson? No, but giving you a suit. Yeah, giving you a suit. You know, nice little nod there. Give me the George Clooney suit. You can have all of them. Yeah, have every single one of them, just like the Spider-Man game. Yes, but the George Clooney suit's the nipple suit. It is the nipple suit. (laughs) Man, whoever thought it was a good idea to put nipples on it. It's just like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Uh, All right, next up. uh, Skull and Bones, new release window is Q1 2024. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Oh, man, this game. We'll get news from Blue Box before we see Skull and Bones out. Ah, yes, Blue Box made in the episode today. They're, they're going to just keep saying that they delayed it and it's going to get shadow dropped. And I, gonna, I really think that's going to happen. I like, mean, they have to. We've talked about it before. They're in a legal... Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is they're going to just keep saying they're delaying it yeah. and then we're going to come to find out it's been out for two weeks. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, last little piece of news I've got here, which I thought this was actually really cool. Uh, Annapurna uh, Interactive, they have a collection that is coming out. It is a physical collection. It's 12 games on one Switch cartridge uh, featuring games like Neon White, Solar Ash, and The Pathless. It's 200 bucks. Only 250 copies are being made. Uh, I wanted to shout this out because like... 2,500 is what that says. Yeah, 2,500. I think he said 250. Oh, my bad. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, so the, I wanted to shout this out because, like, if you're a Switch collector, um, I want to jump on this one while it's still 200 because it's going to go up a lot more. I was about to say, and just those three games, they're actually very solid games. Yeah, and the rest of the list was pretty good, too. Those three are just being the most notable. Um, but now that I, I, I checked it earlier today to confirm if it's still up for sale. Uh, it is. It's been up for pre-order for two days, so it's still, it's still available at the moment. So if you're a Switch collector... Uh, I would definitely look to pick this one up while it's still available for its base price instead of it being like $400. Because by the time the Switch Life is done, this is going to be one of the most rarest. You know, this is going to be one of those games that you're going to see in a YouTube video of top 10 most rare Switch games made. It's going to probably be in that list. So, anyway, uh, any last thoughts, boys? You guys got anything else you want to shout out, kind of follow up on, anything of the sorts? I do not. Power World Open Network test coming up. In November. Shout out. 
You can also get, uh, I think they, they, the Power will put something up on Twitter where it's like you can get um, like a free code for it or something like that. Um, if you just entered some contest they had going on. So you can go check out their Twitter account, get into that. All right, I'm hit the music. Let's get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. Um, thanks for joining us for this tangent FNAF Spider-Man cast that it was. Peace. Yeah, do everything he said more. And uh, if you made it to the end of the episode with us, thank you very much. Uh, if you like what you saw here and want to see us do these live, we do them every Saturday about 6 p.m. Central Time. I forgot what time we did these. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for watching. Massive thank you for watching because, of course, today's episode was episode 150, uh, that being a massive milestone for the show and really just any podcast in general. Uh, nothing special today, just business as usual. Well, like I said earlier, we will do something for 200, John. But anyway, no, we really do appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, you know, this is obviously a massive passion project that we hope to kind of turn into more as time goes on. So reaching 150 episodes is kind of surreal, you know, that we've got to this point. But uh, make sure to also check us out on our website, spark3.com. You can sign up for free or sign up for five bucks a month to support us further. We'd really appreciate that extra support. As well as the extra support, if you go check out some Rogue Energy with our referral link or and use promo code SPARKY3. And as well as Agent Inc. Join the Discord, everything and more. Uh, see you next week. Bye.